Welcome to Criminality, the podcast where we know that loving reality TV isn't a crime. And thank goodness it isn't a crime that we talk about crime because I got a lot of crime for you today, Rebecca. Rebecca, how are you? I'm great. I'm always ready to hear about crimes, especially when you're telling me. And uh, I'm good. Living my best fall life. (laughs) Mushroom sweater and all. (laughs) Yeah. You made a commitment to a mushroom sweater. You're wearing it. It's adorable. The colors love them. Really great. Thanks. I I guess me and Shep now have one thing in common. We've worn mushroom attire uh, in a current season. So that's unfortunate. I know. I don't make the rules. I just... Don't do this to yourself. The things I remember and the things I don't are unfortunate. Isn't isn't Winter House coming back like really soon? Because yeah. I feel like we haven't seen a preview. Have you seen a preview? I just started seeing them this week, like in okay. the last night or two. And yeah, it's coming back. And as Paige said, it's a lot. So I think it's going to be a lot. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah. fine. Whatever. I will accept it. I really, when they first talked about Winter House, had, I'm talking zero desire to watch it. Then I forgot it's all the messy summer house people and then randomly a couple Southern Charm people. I'm good for it. I'll Same. do it. I, oh, I don't care. Yeah. No question. I'm weak. No question. Yeah, hot tubs and I know. fires. It's... I, know. I wish I had higher standards, but I've ultimately I'm learning that I do not. <laughs> they are very low. Live and let live. Accept and embrace. <laughs> yeah, I'm just – it's a little YOLO in my uh, TV watching lately, so – it just is what it is, Rebecca. Let's get into this week's episode because this has been off, like put off for three weeks. Right. Or, you know, we had the hurricane and then yeah. we're moving and all that. So I am ready to get this out into the universe. It's not Scott Stapp, so I can't be that upset about it. Um, and it's not the female Scott Stapp, but we'll, we'll just, we'll get into it. We'll not decide my favorite after. Person, but let's. Yeah, we'll decide after. Let us be the judge, Melissa. We're so ready. If you say with arms wide open about this person, we will have problems. (laughs) I will cancel myself. (laughs) Self-cancellation. Okay, Rebecca, I'm going to give you a few names. And I want you to tell me the first thing you think of when you hear them. Okay. Word association, if you will, but with names. So some you might know, some you won't. And there are no wrong answers. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, first name, Shane Stant. No, No clue. Wrong. No, I'm just kidding. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> Next one, Derek Smith. Don't know him. Sean Eckhart. Negative. Jeff Galuli. I might be related. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya Harding. Yeah. Uh, ice skating, uh, scandal, Olympics, the 90s. There you go. Those were those yeah. great. Yeah. So – all five of these names, though, were connected to the assault of Nancy Kerrigan back oh. on January 6, 1994, also known as the Whack Heard Around the World. Rebecca, do you remember when this happened and what your thoughts were at the time? I mean, I don't remember the specific date, but it had to be the 90s. It had to be early to mid. Um, 94, yep. Okay. So, yeah, I was either, yeah, I was probably just early high school and We were definitely like an Olympics watching family. And I don't remember if this was a qualifying thing or the actual Olympics, but I remember the narrative that everybody was fed, which is beautiful, perfect, swan-like Nancy Kerrigan was attacked by trashy, terrible Tanya Harding and or her associates. And it was very much like 
them pitted against each other as like mm-hmm. good and evil, essentially. Um, and I don't know. She was made out to seem like she was pretty horrible. I got to be honest. I don't feel like you're going to be that far off when we get into this. Okay. I feel like a lot of the things – sometimes we have these redemption stories where I think, oh, my gosh, this is – you know. We've been so wrong about this person, a.k.a. Right. as a balloon boy truther. Uh, we were way wrong on that. Right. This one, I feel like there's a little bit of truth in both things mm. that you said. Enough where I don't think I'm going to change your mind with this episode, but uh, give a little bit more background and details on what actually happened around that Perfect. Time. Okay. So while Tanya has never really been able to leave the past behind, leave this story behind, as you proved, Shane, Derek, Sean, and Jeff – kind of gotten off easy comparatively speaking especially considering what an absolute shock this was back in the day so one of the guys was actually the one to hit tanya harding and you don't even know his name right right Right. this is so telling this is like a tale as old as time right like putting it all on on the face of the crime as opposed to the actual doer okay right So while this story is about Tanya Harding, it's important to share about the victim in the story, who is Nancy Kerrigan. And I have to be honest, I really thought I knew about Nancy. Everything I really thought I knew about her wasn't exactly true. And so if I was to ask you to describe Nancy's childhood, what would you think it entailed, Rebecca? I would think very uh, like middle class, idyllic, comfortable, safe, that she was cared for. She was presented to us like a very wholesome person. So I would assume that came from a wholesome upbringing. Stable. Yeah. So that part of it would absolutely be true. But I always assumed that she was this child of privilege. Mm. And she really wasn't. She, She was the youngest of three children. She had two older brothers. Her dad was a welder. And often he would work two or three jobs to afford her ice skating lessons. So Nancy said she would have these memories of her dad coming home for dinner and then eating dinner and leaving to go right back to his next job. So he was very busy and they put everything into to her having this um, this ice skating career, really. And Nancy's mom was a homemaker who was actually legally blind and she was one of her biggest supporters. So her mom wasn't able to even drive her to these things. Her dad was helping shuffle her to these things. It's just amazing the commitment that her family put forth, but they were a very committed, very solid family. So the family's very close, and while Nancy becomes known as this elegant ice skater, she really grew up as a tomboy and enjoyed playing hockey with her brothers. She continued to excel in skating and became one of the greatest figure skaters of her generation and the pride of Massachusetts, which I also didn't realize she was from. But if you hear her talk, you're like, yeah, no, I hear it. That's that's so funny. I hear it. It's a big tell. (laughs) It is. So on the other side of the country in Portland, Oregon, a young Tanya Harding was finding her love on the ice. So Tanya is really, really close to her father, Albert, but she has an absolutely dysfunctional and allegedly abusive relationship with her mother, Lavana. And so did you actually see I, Tanya, the movie kind of about this? I did. I I mean, I remember thinking it was great and... I really liked it. Of course, I. the details are foggy. But yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so the way her mom was portrayed, um, was it Allison Janney that was, uh, why, why? I'm only I remembering blanking? Margot Robbie as Tanya. Um, Margot Robbie, yeah. I think it was Allison Janney who won or was nominated oh. for an Oscar for playing her mom. Oh. But watching interviews of Tanya's mom, 
it is remarkable how similar the two of them were. She just landed it, but like not in a great way. Sure, sure. Kind of how she was. So Tanya's dad struggled to keep a job due to various illnesses, but he was always working with Tanya, just wanting her to stay busy and to work with her hands. So he would do things like working on cars with her, cutting lumber. She was just outside. She always wanted to be with her dad. And so she got her start in skating when she was three years old with her parents at Portland's Lloyd Center. I guess it's like a mall. And she saw these skaters on the ice rink and she wanted to try it. She begs her parents. They're like, no. And her dad eventually is like, okay. And her mom said no. Eventually, her mom says, fine, whatever. You can do it. She goes on the ice, but she like takes the ice shavings, which at three years old kind of makes sense. She just takes them off the ground and starts eating them. And her (laughs) mom's like, hey, (laughs) right? Like total three-year-old. And so her mom was like, you can skate like everyone else or you're out of here. And so... She was really able to, from that day, start her destiny. She was able to really take to the the ice right away in ways. I have you ice skated? I can't ice skate. I mean, I have done it. It is not an activity I get excited about. If someone's like, "Hey, what about ice skating?" I'm like, "I'll just." I, I mean, skiing too. I don't love being cold, but blades on shoes and me is not the best combination. So when I see that no. most of these professionals started at three. They've only been walking for like two years. Like, how are they skating yeah. on blades? So, so no, I'm I'm not really a skater. Maybe that's the transition. You have to start off by already being wobbly to be able to like and fearless get into this, right? And like young brain and body. So you you're just so, I guess, like a sponge. It's like learning a language. Like the younger you are, the better. True. There's no hope yeah. for us. I'm so tall. The idea of falling. <laughs> it, I'm like a story up I can't do this <laughs> like yeah. a baby giraffe on skates it's terrible sounds cute <laughs> so anyway <laughs> it is not I I should see if there's video it's terrible as I mentioned before though Nancy's family is struggling to make ends meet and to afford lessons and the same really went for Tanya although her mom was really pushing for her to get lessons they really didn't have the money to do this At first, Tanya would take these group lessons, but eventually the coach is like, I can't take you any further. Like, you need to get private lessons if you want to keep doing this. And I know this lady named Diane Rollinson, and this is, if you want this to be a career, this is what you're going to need to do. So Lavana and Tanya go to Diane, who's like, thanks, but no thanks. Tanya's way too young. I don't work with kids this young. But Tanya's out on the ice. So she decides, her mom's like, just bother her. Until she says yes, just bother her. So she stays on the rink, literally skating circles around Diane, trying to get her attention. Eventually annoys the woman so much, she says like, okay, you can be my student. It's a six-month trial basis. Wow. And yeah, like I love, there's a lot bad with Lavana, but she she wasn't a quitter. <laughs> she wanted this for her daughter. Now, granted, there's a lot with in that and it comes with a lot yeah the reasons why but she didn't take a no for an answer in this case it was a positive that's yeah. about all i'm giving lavanya this yeah. entire time okay. and they also said that sometimes diane would be paid to be the coach and sometimes she was just doing tanya's coaching because she believed in her so she knew when the family didn't have money she was still um yeah being her coach she even went so far later as to get sponsors for tanya help her get sponsors so she could travel and you know do all these things because skating 
does not seem like a cheap thing. It's not something you can go outside. You can't give a kid like a soccer ball, right? Right. Our kids, well, your kids definitely played soccer. My son told me he hated it, but he tried. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that's really all you need. I mean, there's other things, but like you can practice at home. This is such a commitment. Not a lot you can do at home. What could you even do at home? Right. And, and seasonally, you know, you have to access indoor rinks if you're not obviously in a location where you can skate outside. I mean, there's a lot to it. And they're always before school. Everyone I know that played ice hockey in high really? school, is it's in the mornings. So my friends huh. who played ice hockey, which is not ice skating, but they were done with practice, two hour practice by eight o'clock when school started. So that just seemed like another big commitment. That's wild. Insanity. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Though so while both these girls grew up in working class homes, as I mentioned before, Tanya's family life is really completely dysfunctional by anyone's standards. Lavana is later accused of both verbal abuse and physical abuse towards Tanya, with one event even taking place at the rink itself. But here is what Lavana actually had to say in an interview with Connie Chung. There are people who believe that you have been abusive to Tanya. Well, if I was, I must not have been there. <laughs> must have been someplace else because I don't remember it. Not abusive ever. Corrective, maybe. Not abusive, not physically abusive. Great interview skills by Connie Chung. Asked her the question, mm -hmm. she denies it. Connie doesn't respond and Lavana just keeps talking, right? That's a great right? technique. And so it went from, wasn't me or I was, couldn't have been me, I wasn't there if that happened. I wasn't abusive, corrective. I mean, I didn't physically, you know, then she just keeps adding right. caveat after caveat. And it's clear, like, there's just some denial mixed with probably not understanding what is considered abuse. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Tanya really continues to excel in skating while her personal style is definitely a little different than the other skaters. She's super strong. She really wanted to rely on her strength that she was like bench pressing 110 pounds. She was a very strong skater, but she wasn't poised like other of the skaters, which is what you really see in figure skating, right? It's like yes. this beautiful, dramatic, whatever. LA-like. Yeah, it's like ballet on ice is what I would say, yes. which I can't do either. So her mom actually ends up making her costumes for skating, which it's this like regal, fantastical sport, as we were saying. But by her own accounts, Tanya was like, I wanted to wear what I wanted to wear. And I wanted to skate to ZZ Top and not Mozart. But that wasn't what you could do. But she really just refused to completely conform to the skating world's norms. So whatever they were saying, she would do just enough to be able to be in this world, but not really wanting to accept it wholeheartedly, right? kind of love that. that I, I like that. And I feel like in 2022, it would have a place. But yeah. I feel like back in the early 90s, it was like, nope, this is just how it is. And yeah. if you don't want to do it, you can't skate. Who cares how talented you are? So Nancy's getting a lot of attention at this time as well. And she thinks like the fussiness and everything with these costumes is pretty annoying. But she said, basically, I was willing to play the game. Like, if you want to put me in a fruffy dress, fine, I'll do it. But I don't love it. Yeah. And one thing I read or watched was, like, they would talk about Nancy and how talented she was, but were, like, she never would connect with the audience. Like, she just didn't have that 
And I think of like somebody like Maddie from Dance Moms, who mm-hmm. every time you saw her dance, you could feel it. Like there was a like a visceral reaction you would have to just seeing her. Like it could literally bring you to tears. And Nancy was very, very good. She could do everything everyone else could do, but there wasn't really like this believable, I guess, emotion or connection yeah. to the audience, which is it's gotta be like an inside thing. That's not something I don't I don't think you can really teach someone. I think some people have it and some people don't. I agree a hundred percent. And you see this on shows like The Voice too, like two amazing mm-hmm. technical singers, but one just for whatever reason resonates with the audience more because yeah. of a connection ability. Or they might not even be the better singer. But they're what yep. they're like connecting to and putting out there is is so moving. So yeah, that's just yeah. you have that or you don't. Yeah, so she was kind of looked at as like the ice princess yes. because she seemed kind of cold. And there's some quotes they caught her on like hot mic moments where you're like, oh, but you get it. Yeah. But you're like, oh, you're not, again, conforming completely to this world. Okay. Um, she ended up being styled by Vera Wang, which I thought was kind of interesting. Wow. Um, yeah, so she, you have Tanya over here whose mom's making her outfits and they have like a terrible relationship as it is her mom was not a seamstress it was just like what they oh did to gosh. get her out on the ice and vera wang is literally making nancy kerrigan's outfit so there's a huge advantage right there but like i said nancy was willing to play this game yep. to um get further so meanwhile both girls are excelling in the world of skating at this point Tanya's like 18 or 19. She gets married to a man by the name of Jeff Galuli. Jeff Galuli. Oh, and I just, yeah. yeah. His name, it's, I've never met a Galuli in my life. Have you? I feel like you would be in the area where Galulis would reign. It, I mean, I don't, I can't think of any that I know, but it, like I said, I was like, am I related? Like, it doesn't sound wildly unfamiliar either. So, yeah. There's <laughs> some Galulis in New Jersey somewhere for sure. I love it. So, Jeff and Tanya, though, they have this, tumultuous relationship which is really the only relationship tanya's ever had or seen unfortunately jeff was even able to control tanya and convince her to leave her trainer which has been this trainer that's been with her this entire time and she eventually does she'll go on to file for divorce from jeff who she'd been with since she was 15 years old Just two days after she files, though, Tanya gets this restraining order against Jeff, preventing him from going to her apartment, to any rink that she's skating at. Um, And in this, uh, I wrote position, but I definitely think I meant petition. She said, quote, he wrenched my arm and wrist and he pulled my hair and shoved me. I recently found out he bought a shotgun and I am scared for my safety, end quote. And so obviously Tanya is freaked out. They're separated. She files for this restraining order, basically. But eventually they get back together, which happens a lot in stories like this. Um, She goes back with him and she says basically the whole gun thing, total misunderstanding. They're in counseling now. They're happy. I mean, rinse and repeat. We hear this a lot, unfortunately. It's super sad. So back in the rink in 1991, Tanya wins silver in the U.S. Figure Skating Championships and Nancy wins the bronze medal. That same year, Tanya became the first American woman to perform a triple axel successfully in a competition that year. So she has this huge title that she was the first. It's amazing. Yeah. I I don't get the axles. Sorry. Not a single double or triple. It's like defying physics it's wild 
I mean, at this age, if I spin in a circle once, like my head's about to go into a wall. There's just no oh. recovering. Blow drying my hair I mean, upside down coming up. I, you know, <gasps> I need to brace myself for a moment. <laughs> the One of the saddest things for me now is when I blow dry my hair and I have to hold my arm up with my <laughs> other arm. <laughs> I'm like, what what's your hair dryer made of? <laughs> Gold? It's, I know. I'm like, I don't even have enough muscle to like keep Support my, and I don't even have that much hair. <laughs> It takes like a minute to blow dry my hair. And I'm like, oh, I got to space this out. This is too much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so back to Tanya, though. She, <laughs> with skating and everything, relationships, nothing really comes very easily for yeah. her. She has this honestly horrific home life, which at one point includes her half-brother attacking her. And he's actually arrested for this incident. Her mom and dad really said, mm, I don't know if I believe you. So Tanya's got her dad oh who she gosh. loves and adores. And he's like, I don't see that happening, which is so, so sad. So sad. So her mom was mean at ag- and aggressive at a minimum. And the skating wor- world really never embraced her in the way that they did Nancy. And Nancy was sort of a thorn in the side of Tanya. And her husband slash ex-husband Jeff knew that. And we're not exactly sure when this plan starts to take place, but in 1994, things were put into motion to make Tanya Harding the number one figure skater in the world. But there was just one problem, and that problem, according to Jeff, was Nancy Kerrigan. And we're going to get right back into what happens next after a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So before the break, we're discussing Tanya's husband slash ex-husband Jeff and the idea that he has to eliminate Nancy as a way for Tanya to make it to the Olympics and maybe win at the Olympics. So here's where we get into what actually happened. Right. So on January 6, 1994 at the Kobo Arena in Detroit, Nancy was just finishing up her practice on the ice for the U.S. Figure Skating Championships. So now we're used to cameras being everywhere, right? But like at the time... There's not as many cameras, but there is cameras videotaping the practice, right? So you've, I'm sure you've seen this footage of Nancy walking off the the yep. rink, walking behind this blue, these blue curtains, and then you hear screaming. Yes. And you hear Nancy crying, and that's where the infamous why, why, why. But it takes a, people a few minutes to realize what has even happened. She sure. literally walked behind the curtain and... The Wizard of Oz is not there, but some guy with a baton is there Ugh. and has hit her in the knee. And this person has hit her in the leg, ran out of the building, also broke glass like with his head or something on the way out. It was not a bright group planning or executing any of this. Thank goodness. It's so bold. I'm I'm still shocked. It It is. And there's a lot of plans that went uh, like that could have happened and this is probably the best plan that actually took place and that's saying something yeah so the person that actually hit nancy was shane stant one of those names that you did not know right 
He was a friend of Jeff's, but he had never met Tanya. According to, I think, both him and Tanya, the two of them had never met. Okay. So Jeff actually says later, years later, there were talks of several different kinds of things, as I was mentioning. So hit her in the leg, slash her Achilles tendon, which would absolutely oh put her out of skating. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and that's that's going to take, I mean, whew, that's just, I can't even imagine that. I also read that there were talks of actually killing her, but Jeff agrees to hitting her in the leg to dash her Olympic dreams. He's kind of in charge of this whole thing. So Shane um, is talking in this interview I read, he was paid $6,800 for his part in the attack. And in this interview in 2018, he expresses remorse and says he was actually very glad he got caught because he said... If I wouldn't have gotten caught at this level, he's like 20 at the time, I would have spent my entire life in prison or been killed, something. Like this was what changed my life and the trajectory of his life. So in that case, he looks at it as a positive. And if I remember correctly, he is the person who years ago wanted to join maybe the Navy SEALs. Mm. And they were like no i don't know about that nancy writes a letter that's like hey this guy hit me in the leg and it's great he wants to do all that but no he should not join so he wasn't able to which i totally understand that is so interesting so nancy is injured she's sitting on the ground people are trying to figure out what on earth has happened there's screaming there's crying there's confusion because how did this happen of course but they learn that she doesn't break anything or permanently damage anything, which is a miracle. But she wasn't able to compete in this competition. She said she goes to the hospital. They're showing her x-rays. And she's like, okay, but I have to go back because I'm competing. Sure. They're like, you can't even put weight on your leg. No, you're not. But they do decide after this incident takes place, the Olympic Committee and everyone says like, yeah, she can still go to the Olympics in Norway. So this entire thing to stop her from going to Norway for the Olympics that year doesn't even work. She literally gets a pass to go. So even if she had, she could have skated terribly and not been able to make it. But no, they injure her, literally giving her a free pass to go, right? I don't even want to know what they were thinking, which is probably like, we should have killed her. (laughs) Oh, probably. So dark, honestly, true, right? honestly. Yeah. So I'm going to play a little clip of Nancy discussing the aftermath of her injury, which has always been fascinating to me. Yeah. So. But the public's reaction to Kerrigan's emotional response to the scene soon evolved from horrified concern to sarcastic mockery. Some people said it was whiny. Oh, my. the prin- ice princess is like whining, whining. I wasn't whining. I had just been hit with a metal baton by a big, strong person. If you've never been attacked, you have no idea what you would do. It ended up on magazine covers. Yeah, not my most attractive picture. The shock of it must have been the worst part. I mean, obviously it hurt and was painful, but to be hit out of nowhere from behind is such a scary thing. So the fact that people criticized her response is like, I mean... She was completely blindsided. Right. I think it was the word why being repeated because, right? It's Doesn't traumatic. that seem like to me that was, but, that was the one? Yeah. I mean, I've said why, why, why over much less though, to be fair. <laughs> totally. My entire, every day I wake up, I say, why, 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 why yeah. um, and look at my life. Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't fault her, but I feel like that's the word. If she would have just been crying, I feel like. 
1994, people might have had more sympathy. But for some reason, her saying why, it's almost like, oh, she is the ice princess and everything's about her, even though she literally just had a crime committed against her. Yeah, it also just shows you yes how how quickly people and the media will turn on you, right? Like she's like the ice princess, but kind of emphasis on the princess. Like it's not all negative, and they loved pitting the two of them together, but now suddenly like she's too fragile, and I don't know. It's just like it can change so quickly. Totally. So at this point in the story. No one really thinks Tanya could have anything to do with it. There was actually some stabbing that had taken place. I feel like it was on a soccer thing. I'm sorry I didn't write this down. Where like a total random act. So people thought, what if these are connected? What if this is something with people going after athletes? So that was kind of – that made more sense than to think someone who she's skating with all the time, who she's around a lot, has done this to her, right? So there was some talk that maybe like I read or I saw something where this one reporter was like such and such walked in the room and they were like, ah, I bet Tanya did it as a total joke because they knew what the implications would be. Nancy's out and now Tanya sure. moves forward, but obviously didn't think that would have been it. So the FBI is investigating all of this and it doesn't take long for them to figure out some of the players. Like I said, they were pretty dumb. <laughs> but once they do and they find out their connection with Tanya. Ouch. They figure out that she's probably had some knowledge of the crime, right? So it's one thing for her ex-husband to have been behind this and commit this, but why on earth would she? So as I mentioned before, both Tanya and Nancy would go on to the Olympics in Norway. And Tanya's allowed to skate at the Olympics, even though there starts to be this chatter. So it's about one month from the time of the injury to when Nancy's going to be skating. And Tanya was basically like, there was talk of her maybe not getting to go. And she was like, I will sue you because I earned my spot. And she apparently had really good attorneys in the U.S. like Olympic team, whatever, was like, okay, well, let's, nothing's come out officially. So let's let her go. So the wildest thing about this, if you've ever seen a picture, there's like a picture of Nancy in this white dress, which by the way, her dress that she wears for the warmups is the same dress she wore the day she got attacked. She was like... I'm just going to do it. Like humor is a good thing. I'm just, I'm doing this again, which I like, that takes a lot of balls, I think, to to go out there and do that, right? I wonder if there was also a little like psychologically messing with Tanya. Oh, maybe. But I don't even think Nancy at this point thinks that this could have been Tanya. It was like she heard that it could be other people in her camp, but I don't think she was even believing it at this point, which is interesting. But there's like, there's infamous picture of Tanya in like a floral leotard and Nancy kind of near her because they're all warming up together which is a wild thing to think of like they're both out there together so the Olympics happen with literally half the nation watching like that's actually a statistic Nancy gets gold in her short program and to this day it's one of the highest rated programs of all time I that doesn't surprise me Mm -mm, right so the big program and the one that Nancy and Tanya are really gunning for is the ladies free skate. And to me, the Olympics aren't the Olympics without gymnastics and, and the free skate. It's, Amen. it's the beautiful, yes. wonderful part of it, right? So Nancy skates. She does really well. People think she's going to pull off the gold. She's so talented. She's done a great job. She's been through so much. Look at her bounce back. She's going to get the gold. And so then it comes time for Tanya to hit the rink and they call her name. But she's not there. And so I don't remember this at all. They showed this like countdown clock. Like basically you got two minutes to get here. If not, you're disqualified. Sure. 
So then there's a camera that cuts to the hallway and you see Tanya back there talking about having these issues with her laces. Like my, my lace isn't working, oh, blah, blah, this. blah, yeah. right? And so she's like freaking out and she like runs out onto the rink and she's like mumbling about her, how, about her laces. Yeah. Like, they, they just don't fit. I'm not going to be able to do anything. So it was like setting up this stage for like something bad to happen. Yes. Right? So she starts her program. She does terrible with her jumps. She skates over to the judges plops her hoof on yes. the top of the judge's table it's all coming back to and, me. <laughs> yeah and is like my laces are broken i can't do this crying hysterical thinking she would get sympathy from i think half of america when you know they were watching this but people really did not care they thought it was a big farce and that she just wanted you know special treatment so the judges do end up letting her skate again okay. uh, a little later in the program but it didn't matter because she ends up getting eighth place. And the winner of the gold for ladies free skating that year, do you know who that was by chance? Because it was not Nancy. Michelle Kwan? No. Um, I think Michelle Kwan might have gotten uh, bronze, but it was Oksana Vayul. Oh, the sure. The 16-year-old sure. Ukrainian girl, Oh, yes. Right? I remember her very well. That tiny and, and little you thing. Remember her personality yes. and like you can see how she, she would have beat Nancy so just with vivacious. that, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. I remember her. Like, she's perfect for it. So while Tanya's Olympic dreams have totally crashed, so not only she didn't get a medal, she gets eighth place, total sorry finish, but it's not the end of her problems. Her ex-husband at this point is now implicated in this crime against Nancy. Yeah. And eventually they find some trash that, like, comes from her apartment complex that shows her handwriting where she's, like, writing down the name of the training facilities. Oh. These idiots were like not getting the names right. So like one time went to the wrong facility oh, to try to hit Nancy. Gosh. Just they would fly with their actual names. Like back when you didn't have to like prove those uh -huh. things, they would get on a plane with their name. Just they wanted to be caught, which fine. Great. You're idiots. Yep. Good. Eventually, everyone that's involved turns on Tanya. Sure. And while she still denies attacking Nancy, she eventually pleads guilty to the charge of conspiracy to hinder prosecution. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so this carries a fine of three years probation and a $160,000 fine. On top of that, she has to have her 1994 National Championships title revoked oh. and she's banned from the USFSA forever. Wow. What she lost is so much bigger than what she would have won. Like if everything yeah. went well, like right. how would you even win a gold and be like, well, I did have somebody take this Knock person out my out. competition. So, totally. So the other defendants received the following sentences. Jeff Galuli, who the FBI thinks was the mastermind, he pleaded guilty to racketeering and was sentenced to two years in prison. Sean Eckhart, who was Tanya's bodyguard, but also not her bodyguard, it was very confusing. She was like, this is my bodyguard. Later, she's like, I've never had a bodyguard. Okay. There were even, like, talk of her, like, having death threats put against her, but then they thought, like, actually, I think she put the death threats oh. against herself. And he was conveniently not with her in Detroit, though. He receives 15 months for racketeering. Shane Stant, who was the actual attacker, pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit assault and was sentenced to 18 months in prison. And lastly, Derek Smith, the getaway driver, was sentenced to 18 months in prison for conspiracy to commit assault. So Tanya is eventually off probation. She goes on to get married two more times before eventually having her son and settling down in a pretty average American life. 
But that's besides the reality TV of it all, which is how we're even talking about her. So sorry it took me until the end of this episode to get here. But as you can imagine, after the Nancy Kerrigan incident, Tanya was not very well liked in the public. Oof. Rebecca, did you did you know anyone who was a Tanya Harding truther? I, I didn't. I didn't know anyone that was gunning for her. No, they were all gunning for her. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. Most everyone was gunning yeah. for her. Nobody was like backing her up or supporting her no no which is sad in the sense that like she never had that anyhow so it was oh, just like well more of that I know it's hard are we gonna discuss at the end our Please. our feelings about it or our questions absolutely let's wait yeah. till the end okay Continue. okay good idea so what does one do when they're trying to redeem themselves in the eyes of America reality tv yeah. of course right compete Yes. On TV. So in 2002, Tanya first appears opposite of Paula Jones on, do you know what the first thing she did was? Uh, well, I'm thinking of the clues. So cooking? This one was boxing. boxing. Celebrity okay. boxing. I mean, that's what ironic. What a weird time this was. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they were thinking, right? It was like, right? let's get and the, poor Paula Jones. <laughs> the Don Hacker onto um, the boxing show. It's a little gross. It is. And so, but this actually ended up like sparking a short-lived career for Tanya. She ended up boxing competitively after this, and she really? finishes her career with six matches. She had a three and three record. Um, she quit because she had asthma. And if you watch any of the videos of her when she was skating, you'll see her come over to the side. She's like coughing up a lung at the end. Wow. She said she would often like throw up oh after she would compete because she would just get so sick. So she really pushed herself with that. So in 2017, Nancy performed on the 24th season of Dancing with the Stars. Do you know the housewife that also performed that season, Rebecca? Which season? What year? Um, uh, 2017. Oh, pretty fairly recently. I don't know. Bethany was on Skating with the Stars. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't there remember. Was with the Stars, too. In the words of Danny Pellegrino, bamboozled Jane. Oh, my, Really? Mm-hmm. So the, I know I don't have any memory of this at all. And that was shortly after her her entry onto Beverly Hills, wasn't it? Right. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't think it's been that long. So no, yeah, she that's was on in 2017. Okay, okay. I'm weirdly yeah. interested in seeing her dance. Okay. Right? <laughs> so Nancy wins sixth place. Erica wins ninth. That's really the statistic that matters. But I don't right. remember how many people are on there. I don't there seems it. to be a lot. Okay. So in 2018, Tanya actually appeared on an athletes only version of dancing with the stars huh. so it was this really short season it only had four weeks okay but tanya takes home third place and below deck's favorite guest johnny damon was also on that season um but wild to me that they both appeared on dancing with the stars and she appeared as an i don't know it was just a weird to me it was very very weird that she ended up on there very. i don't know also, like, tracks with, like, how reality TV is produced and, like, what they want to exploit and, Totally. You know, they they want to put on people you hate yeah, and all that Yeah, that gets views and buzz. Yeah. Totally. But most recently, Tanya was on Worst Cooks in America, where she actually took home first place. No way. Yeah. And so the contestants this season included Morgan Fairchild and Jonathan Lipnicki. I always feel like I say his name wrong. And so we're going to close out the episode with how Tanya closed out her episode okay. of Worst Cooks in America after she won $25,000 for her charity of choice, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, which is wonderful. Yeah, lovely. So Rebecca, this is the last clip. 
Yay. I get to go home and I get to cook for my family and my friends and it's gonna be good. Oh God, I can't believe I did this. This time I'll say it was me, I did it. Okay. <laughs> She's like, you know, it's been long enough. I can get in on the joke now. <laughs> right. But yeah, so she says, oh. this time I'll say wow. it was me. Yeah. Which, oh. uh, I mean, <sighs> you know. I know. But you know what I wish I would appreciate more about her? But she's she's said it for so long that she didn't have anything to do with it. And I think she thinks public perception would would be harsher on her. But I sort of think there would be something to be said for it. Listen, I had an abusive childhood, an abusive yep. marriage. I was being controlled by this person. I was not in the right frame of mind. This was terrible, the things that I did. But I did know. And she kind of has said that she knew something was going on. Like, that's as far as she's gotten. She said, I knew something was going on. But she had nothing to do with it. I, I personally feel like I would have different feelings about her if she could just say, I did it. Yeah. Ice skating was all I had and was mm-hmm. my entire future and everything was riding on it. And that blinded my, you know, what I yeah. now see is like a morally, you know, wrong totally. choice. Here's where I get hung up. It was her ex-husband at that point. So what would be in it for him if he were not in cahoots with her? Because he would not be entitled to any future earnings of hers Right, like were they just kind of on and off and still close? They were on and off. Okay, so that so they weren't legally. Yeah, they they were were just not together. Together. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it was kind of in that. I think kind of helped her in her like distancing herself. Like this is my ex husband. Right, I'm not married to him. Right, but they were still together. Okay, that's what I wanted to clarify because I'm like he's not getting anything if she wins. So I felt like she would have to have kind of given the green light on it. And yeah, the truth is probably somewhere right in the middle. Like, don't ask, don't mm-hmm. tell. Like, hey, we're mm-hmm. thinking about ways to help you. And she was like, just, you know, leave me out of the plans. Right. Let I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Just I'll give you the address mm-hmm. and the time and the place, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll write it down. You idiot spelled it wrong and went to the wrong place. Let me write it down yeah. for you and to figure it out. Please leave all your facial DNA on the glass in the place. Lord Everything have mercy. You can. Yeah. yeah, truly. Huh. Very interesting. So anyhow. Yeah. So I feel like even after watching it or, you know, I watched one documentary, but I read a lot. I still feel pretty similarly to how I did before I researched it. Like, I do feel bad for Tanya. I I feel like she got a crappy start in life to have your mom be that mean and awful. But at some point, you're the adult, you're making the decisions, and you have to take responsibility for, for what you've done. But I think her start in life was terrible and and. It's not so surprising that something like this happened. Yeah. And when, you know, something that you're good at becomes your, you know, that you're good at in terms of being like the best in the world, it's a very consuming, blinding thing that is hard to let go of if you feel like it's being taken from you or that you're not, you know, I I, I actually can't relate to that. I was like, I can relate to that. There's nothing in the world that I'm that good at that. Like, I feel threatened (laughs) by someone else being better at, but I could see where she, you know, because she came from so little that this, she would clench, you know, desperately. So totally. I don't know why I have weird empathy towards her, but I completely yeah, yeah, agree no. that if she'd gotten ahead of it, had some retrospection, come ahead and just said like, I feel terrible and been a little more straightforward, I think it would have served her really well. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a case of also like pitting two women against each other. Totally. And then watching it just, you know, unravel. Like we love to do that. And that's unfortunate because they both suffered. When I realized, yeah, when I realized we didn't know any of the men's names, oh. like Jeff Galuli sounds a little familiar. Yeah. And that's like the most Galuli. I've never heard of that in right, my life. Right. So it sounds a little familiar, but I had... I wouldn't have known any of them could get a job. They could do, you know, yeah. whatever they wanted, minus the whole having like a felony on the record. Right. But they could do whatever and live their life. Tanya really has not been able to, from actions of her, you know, her own, but no one, no one has forgiven her. But also she hasn't admitted it. You can't forgive someone who is just like, oh, but I mean, I'm sorry it happened to you, but Digging I didn't their do heels it. In. I know. But the scandal didn't That's where follow I... the men in the same way at all. No, You're no. so right. And that happens all the time. Yeah. And it's not just so a, a men. gender. Well, I know. Yes. But also it's Thank like you. the perpetrator thing. It's like Ted Bundy, our fascination with him and not his survivors and his victims. Right. It's it's yep. our inability to want. It's the centering of stories who we pay attention to. Yeah. Oh, totally. Anyway. Yeah. Good one. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. I love when a story that a lot of us have as a touch point has a reality connection. I think that is always yeah, such yeah. a fun reveal. So well done. That was really fun. Oh, good. Oh, I'm glad. One more ice skating tidbit before we move Ooh. on. I worked in like a very fancy boutique in Princeton, New Jersey when I was like 20, 21 and a very popular, famous. Okay. So what year was this? This is like around that time after so like probably around 2000 came in okay a teenager any guesses tiny little teenager who came, Simone Biles she was a gymnast I feel like my um but an amazing young <laughs> cute teenage gymnast <laughs> this ice skater um whatever oh, Tara gosh. Lipinski do you remember her she oh, came up in yeah that I would have not gotten to her name of um ice skaters Got like it. after the Nancy Kerrigan Tanya Harding yeah, yeah. seasons but yeah, she came in and she had like some ice skating jacket on and uh, it was a big deal at the boutique that day. I was like, Tara Lipinski. Oh, cute. Yeah. She was like six. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They're, they're all so young. <laughs> I know. Um, that was fun. Awesome. Well, Rebecca, I can't wait for you to do your next one. But before we do that, Rebecca, did you watch anything fun, exciting or terrible this week? All of the above, so much Perfect. Bravo happening, Melissa. That's not I know show, but like Potomac started, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills reunion is starting, a Southern Charm reunion. Like there is a lot of overlap right now, and it's exciting. It is <laughs> <laughs> exciting and exhausting. Exciting and exhausting. But I made time to watch something else that I'm excited to tell you about. Um, and your clues are Netflix. Okay. A past criminality episode, L.A. And I'm going to give you a little more to the episode. It was one of my stories. Oh, um, the bling. God, you are the good. New yes. It's, well, you gave me a lot of clues there. Well, I, I can, I, we've done a lot of episodes. Yeah, True. fair enough. Fair enough. I know, but just that your brain can like process all that so fast. Like mine is just buffering, buffering, buffering when you say words. I'm like. Just ask me to do literally anything else today. I'm tapped out after this. So I've used all of my mental strength well, here. Still impressed. Um, yeah. So Netflix came out with a new Bling Ring documentary that I actually Great. assume is called The Bling Ring. But let me make sure. I thought it was. I think it is. So it's actually called The Real Bling Ring Hollywood Heist. And it's following the story that we did here on criminality. And 
I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm hoping it builds to something because right now it's really just a retelling. But they have Alexis Nyers, who was featured heavily in Nancy Joe. Yes. In my episode because of her reality show. Um, Nick, this guy, Nick, that did a lot of uh-huh. the stealing in present day, like green room confessionals. Oh, so they're okay. kind of telling their version alongside the documentary which is telling it from a storytelling perspective then you're getting like the inside scoop so that's cool it is cool and i'm interested in it especially because there seems to be another kind of present day bling ring happening with all these celebrity Mm -hmm. invasions so i think it's interesting to revisit that but um i feel like it needs to build to something and right now it it, so far is just a retelling and i don't see a ton of self-awareness on the part of alexis nyers which surprised me she's kind of Right now, and I'm on episode four, she seems like, well, this is why, and it wasn't that bad, and I wasn't that involved, and kind of Tanya oh, Harding-ish. Idea, and right? I'm like, be a little more honest, and she did have a weird upbringing, but anyway, I'm enjoying it, and all the, uh, you know, celeb crossovers in it, and it's fun. Totally. So if you oh, liked nice. that story, or our episode, or curious more about that, and where they are now, like, it's a good, fun watch. Yeah, I want to see that. I-, I saw it was on there, but I didn't really know who all was on it but yeah if alexis nyers is on there i'm i'm watching full bangs now looking good yes um what about you i okay here need a show so hit me well you may have actually watched this okay. show i'm not a hundred percent sure my friend stacy recommended this to me she okay. also recommended the good wife and i just refused i know people love it, but loves it. I've, I've gotten, a cbs but... drama I can't do. I just me. don't know. It's not for no. Me. I even downloaded them to watch during like the hurricane and I never got so desperate without internet or um <laughs> or electricity that I watched it. That's like Wow, how that's much what it I, took. I, like I natural committed. disaster and literally no other options. <laughs> and that tells me I'm never gonna watch it. If okay. I'm not that desperate. Okay, so here are my three clues. Um FX, spies, okay. Carrie Russell. Oh, the Americans? Yes. Talk to me about this because people I trust and know have said it is the best television show. And I have tried more than once to get through the first season. So I will say I'm in the first season. They're like our, well, like 42 minute episodes or whatever. So you can't really power through them like you can other shows. So I'm watching like one, one a night or whatever, but um, it's really, really good. So it's, Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese, who are actually married now. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Um, They are two uh, KGB officers from Russia. They are living in America as Americans. They're, you know, spies or whatever. They have kids together, but they got put together. They weren't a married couple who falls in love and then joins, you know, to be a spy. They were like, you're with this person. You need to start a life together. So um, it's really fascinating because there's all these other – they end up moving in next to an FBI agent, which I was like, oh, okay, well, that's going to obviously bring some stuff up. And I would love that if I was a writer, I would never think to do that. Like to me, I'd be like – this is enough drama. But no, obviously that's going to raise the stakes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I don't think it's slow, but it just takes a little while. And you have to be paying attention because sometimes they're speak- they aren't speaking in Russian. They like basically, while they're in America, they don't have an American accent. I mean, they don't have a Russian accent. It's all about 
being Americanized yep. and nobody knowing their cover. Right. They don't even, they've never even talked to each other about their past. Right. So they only know each other as these two people. Um, but it's really interesting, like what I have learned is if you're a spy, you're going to be banging everyone because <laughs> that is how you get all the secrets. Right. Everyone that gets a secret, I see like full on coitus right before. It just happens all the time. In like YA ish yeah for sure so but on tv only right because i assume spies in real life aren't all beautiful with great bodies i know but they're it's yeah they really are um but they are truly just every episode like they're like well we need to find out what's going on have a good night here's your dinner yeah go bang that guy Um, every couple has to figure out what works yeah (laughs) yeah it works and if you're carrie russell you're going to get the secrets if i go out there and i try this same plan russia's going to be blown up there's just really no option (laughs) did we just say that on on the mic (laughs) oh gosh shut her down shut that show down oh no it was nice knowing Um, you guys (laughs) i know sorry fbi guy on my computer um but he knows it too he's seen a lot of things i'm sure (laughs) So anyway, it's really okay. good. I heard that the finale of the show is like the best finale that is, ever. That is There's a big so much to be said for that, right? Yes. People still talk about it and I, and I believe it. So I want to get there. I'm, this is giving me a good reason to maybe to go revisit. Me too. I think you have to get through a few and learn the people and all their like weaknesses and stuff. And um, yeah, it, and it's 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 really good i'm really enjoying it and i'm excited to have several seasons to watch but yeah when you find out a show has a terrible finale i'm like well i don't want to waste right. my time what because... am i working towards yeah, yeah to know that this is going to be good i'm like super excited about yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go back i think that's a good one all right okay. we'll see what happens we'll see what happens all right rebecca in the meantime do you want to tell me your clues for the next episode because my gosh Am I excited to hand this over to you? You got to release this one, and it was so much fun for me, at least. Happy for you. Uh, yeah, I actually love, I love my clues. Okay, all right. We've got MTV. Ooh, already happy. Yep, French Bulldog, Gucci. Oh, I don't know. Well, keep thinking. You might, you might come to it's know. Too classy already. French Bulldog. I know right, I it think. is classy. It. It's um, yeah. Uh, this is gonna be a fun one I think you know it's in that weird place where I've done just enough research to know there's a story but not enough right. to know if it's gonna be really good or not <laughs> but I am hopeful uh, um I'm yeah. hoping it's not Jessica Simpson but I want it to be okay nice save I mean what if it was and you're like I'm gonna also it's not <laughs> okay it's not okay I thought I could try um, but that was a good guess that was a very good guess yeah. based um, on nothing but MTV and money yeah I could see her with a French bulldog, and I'm sure she's worn Gucci. Um, yeah. Well, this was really fun. Great job. Um, thank you, Good. everybody, for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Criminality Show. We're also on TikTok. We do our best there. Uh, it's at Criminality Show TikTok. No, I'm sorry. Criminality Podcast TikTok. Just you can see it on it's Instagram hard. and go from there. Um, yeah. But we do have some exciting things coming up. That we can't I'm very excited. Wait, yeah, share, but they're coming. Probably in the next two episodes we'll be releasing or announcing things in the next couple. So so do stay tuned. Tell your friends about criminality. You can catch Melissa every Tuesday on her other podcast, Moms and Murder. And you can catch Rebecca every Wednesday now. Yeah, we're She's back. She's back. Yeah. She's back, baby. Um, on her other podcast, Dialogue. Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks for listening. 
and see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Criminality. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give the show a rating and review. The reality is it would be a crime to keep your thoughts to yourself. And come join the fun outside of the podcast and follow us on social media. We are at Criminality Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Memes are welcome. We'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch my co-host Melissa on her weekly show, Moms and Murder. And Rebecca Sebastian on her podcast, Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Don't forget, loving reality isn't a crime.